0: Hey there. Hope everyone's doing okay. It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Tjols. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Pinball Profile. But where you really need to go to is pinballprofile.com. That's where you get all your feeds because whatever you've been using ends the end of this month. Go to pinballprofile.com. You can also email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. Time to officially bring on a couple of guys who've been doing great things in podcasting for a little over a year now. You know them. You love them. So do I. Scott and Josh from Loser Kid Podcast. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. How you doing, Jeff? Hey, Jeff. Thank you for having me on your show. We're going to talk about that. It's been on since January of 2019. So you've had that over the year, you know, once you get past the year hump, I call it, then you kind of get into a groove. But you kind of got in a groove
1: pretty early, wouldn't you say? You know, we just came out of the gates running, and we were we weren't too worried about the product, and so uh, we just wanted to do something fun, and we reached out and wanted to see if people wanted to join us, and the response was positive, so we've just had fun with it, and I, I think it's starting to show through the our, our podcasts, and people just want to be a part of that.
2: Yeah, it was really nice when Josh started it. Uh, he asked me if I was interested in jumping in, and uh, I really had no experience in podcasting, and so I just figured this would be a, a fun opportunity. Josh and I. We knew each other before, but we've grown to know each other a lot more and we uh, see each other as regularly as possible, even though he lives about three hours away. But it's been a lot of fun having all the people on. It's
0: funny. I think there are a lot of similarities to not just myself, but other podcasters. I knew nothing really about podcasts. Obviously, I've been a broadcaster for many years, but podcasting is a different animal. And, you know, I I certainly don't have a co-host. I always like to think every guest I have on, in this case, you two, you are my co-hosts. And these are people that I don't really know extremely well. We have that common bond of pinball. But like you said, you two didn't know each other, but you've really grown to become great friends and see each other all the time. It's like that for me, too, with people like yourselves in pinball and I think that's one of the great things about the format of the pinball podcast and you've obviously found that as well.
1: For sure. Well, and the funny part is I don't know if I've told you how Scott and I like we met through pinball through our online group on Facebook the Salt Lake Area Pinballers SLAP and we clicked. We had a lot of different backgrounds besides pinball that matched up. And it was funny cuz like Scott's like, "Oh, just come stay the night. I know you live out in Vernal. Uh if you're ever in town just you, you can stay at my house." I was like, okay, like you have no clue who I am. You've met me via Facebook, but just because we have these different backgrounds that match up, you're like, dude, just come stay the night. And and I did. We, of course, alarms went off immediately. (laughs) You know it. Called nine one one. Yeah, we do have
2: a deadbolt going down to the basement that locks from my side.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But he was very generous. He let me stay the night. Uh, He even in the morning's like, yeah, just lock up when you leave. We we gotta head out. We'll see you later. I was like, you barely know me. You let me have the keys of the house. Cool, whatever. Yeah. So I stayed and I played all of his pinball machines as long as I could until I had to hit the road and get back to Vernal. So there were two missing when he left. but <laughs> <laughs> So you're both kind of on the creepy
0: side, you know, you're staying at the place and he's telling you things like, "Boy, you don't really toss and turn that much when you sleep. And then you're staying over <laughs> overstaying your welcome by staying in his basement, probably stealing a few things on the way. I can only assume. You know it. So
2: if he can move things up and down, I have the stairs of death in the back, which is why I don't buy and sell games that much is just because it is so horrendous to actually get up and down these stairs. They should never have been built because I guarantee they are not code. But uh, this is uh, this is what I have to deal with to get into my basement. That is so true. I mean, I'm lucky. I've, my house is, uh, I guess they call it kind
0: of, it's not a back split. I don't know what. I go through the basement to get in my pinball machines, but I can go around the back directly in the basement. But I have friends that have just the worst possible basements. Operators, too. They have to go up winding stairs to get there. It's just, I don't know how they do it. I mean, they have to deadlift these 300-pound machines. You better like a game when you're getting
2: it because it ain't moving. So when we got Wizard of Oz down, we were uh, bringing it down these horrible stairs. And if you have not moved Wizard of Oz, it's probably the heaviest game ever made. And it was horrible. And uh, I'm surprised no one got killed dropping that thing. You mentioned Slap. I actually received a slap pin last year at Texas Pinball Festival.
0: That's a pretty big league there in Salt Lake.
1: Yeah, it's it's fairly good sized. Um, the last one I went to, we had our record turnout of 40 people, which is pretty good for an area that as of two years ago, we had maybe 10 that were showing up. And so uh, we do the Salt Lake Gaming Con every year. And we have wonderful people in the group that bring all their pinball machines. And we also have JJ of Game Exchange bring his machines. And we set up for this big event, and I think last year we had 150 participants just at the show itself. And so it's growing every year, and it's, it's wonderful to see pinball prospering here in Utah. It's
0: something I have to check out. And by the way, I've been to Salt Lake. In fact, I was there in January, and you're wondering, why didn't I call? It was a layover to go to Palm Springs to go to Indisk. Sorry,
2: that's why. <laughs> really? You chose Palm Springs over Salt Lake City?
0: Well, I was on the way to Indisc, right? So the, wherever I flew from, whether it was Detroit or Toronto, I can't remember, stop off in Salt Lake, and it was maybe even an hour layover at best. Anything longer? Of course, I'm ringing you up, Scott.
2: Uh, I, I just bet the weather in uh, Southern California was better in January than it was here. Again, I don't even know if I made it outside, probably just terminal to terminal. But uh,
0: those days are uh, going to have to wait before that happens again. But anyway, actually, speaking of Salt Lake, earthquake there just a uh, few weeks ago. Everyone okay?
2: Yeah, actually uh we speaking of the airport, we actually had some damage at the airport. They shut it down. The control tower uh was shut down and there was a water pipe that was uh dumping onto the terminal. Also, I personally happened to be up and around and I was sitting on the toilet when the earthquake hit.
1: Sure, it was an earthquake. We're very famous for our rodeo here, so he actually had a rope. He thought he was doing the and bronco thing here and he just yeah. <laughs> So what happened when you were on the can?
2: You know, seriously, I was sitting there and it just started moving. And my wife was uh, in bed just watching TV. And I shouted out, "Um, you better check the kids. I think we're having an earthquake right now.
0: And she said double flush.
2: Yeah. (laughs) She said spray. Light a match.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But everyone's okay?
2: Yeah, we didn't have any damage. Did you feel it out there in Vernal, Josh? Uh,
1: We did not. I I have some family members that are out in the Utah area that did feel it. But it didn't come this far east. Uh, we're, We're about... 180 miles to the east of Salt Lake. So didn't get that far.
0: We may eventually get to pinball, but I do want to talk more about the bathroom situation (laughs) and what's going on today. Uh, Scott, you made a great purchase too. You got me thinking I might be looking on Amazon for uh, a very wise decision to add to your loo, so to speak.
2: Absolutely. Uh, So my wife last year, she went to Europe and when she got home, I surprised her with a uh, bidet insert that you put right on top of your toilet seat. She was very surprised and she was used to them in Europe. And so with all the toilet paper hoarding that is going on with the coronavirus, we are good to go. I just think if this would have
0: happened around Halloween – When people are lining up my trees with toilet paper and stuff, we'd all be fine. But of course, now it's not the case. But anyway, that's a great idea, the bidet.
1: I think that's, uh, if you're looking to help your stocks, boy, find stocks and bidets. There you go. Well, I'm sorry. I've got to cut you off for a second. My grandfather, his kids, when they were growing up, they got their house toilet papered. And he's waste not, want not, right? So he made all of his kids go out and get a trash bag and they filled it up and they stuck the trash bag right next to the toilet. And that's the toilet paper they used for the next couple of months.
2: Wait, you're kidding? Did you have to pick out the twigs out of the toilet paper?
1: I'll have to ask my mom. It was my grandfather that made my mother and her siblings do it. So, yeah, I guess they had to pick out the twigs and put them in the trash can. And
0: (laughs) wow, I think I saw an episode of that on Little House on the Prairie years ago, but I can't remember (laughs) the good old toilet paper episode. I I know which one you're talking about. (laughs) It's well, right before the kid goes blind. Anyway, (laughs) oh my gosh, maybe that's what caused it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, off the rails what the hell we're, we're stuck at our houses here you know we're just having some fun here with uh, scott and josh here from loser kid podcast if you certainly don't know the podcast you probably have seen their merchandise everywhere my goodness you guys number one in that the hats the toques the shirts now
1: you just uh, i assume hazmat suits and face masks coming out soon Yes, uh also toilet paper and whatever else we can get our hands on. So. Well, you know I do work at a
2: hospital, so all of my uh, masks are personally logoed with the Loser Kid logo right there, so that's all people see when I walk around.
1: It's funny how that logo has continued so many years after it was created. Yeah. I don't know why it stuck around. It's just something I've I've had it for so long like even I remember graduating and my grandmother wanted to do something special, so she actually stitched that logo on a queen-size blanket for me and it's been around since I've been in high school and I I just don't know why. Maybe it's cuz it's a cool logo. Kind of your version of a
0: nicer graffiti, so to speak, and I think it's great. And I like seeing it everywhere too, by the way. Me too. <laughs> Scott, you mentioned you work at a hospital, and I have to tell you, I was personally moved, loved hearing the stories, and you recently were in Guatemala and did some wonderful surgeries and helped a lot of kids there. And, and tell us about that time in Guatemala.
2: Yeah, so I, I feel very lucky, one, in that not everybody has the opportunity of using their, their skill set or their trade in a charity fashion. But uh, I was approached by one of my partners who goes down to Guatemala every year, and he asked if I wanted to become involved. And so we go down there uh, every January, and we work on kids who have uh, cleft lips and palates and and other things. Uh, Some kids aren't born with ears, and uh, it's called microtia. And there are some kids that have scars, uh, whether or not it's dog bites or burns and we spend an entire week trying to help repair these things and we do the surgery at no cost. Uh, there's a high percentage of poverty in Guatemala. Uh, the average annual income is just around a thousand dollars. So that would not allow for most people to get these type of surgeries. And so we have a, a motivated team here from Utah that go down and we pay our own way and we rent the facility and we provide these surgeries free of charge. Again, I I feel very lucky that I am able to go down and I will go down there as long as I can. That's so special. I'm really proud of what you've done
0: and and your whole team there for doing that and uh, really changing lives too. So Josh, what have you done?
1: (laughs) If you're gonna put me on the spot, uh, our heating air conditioning company has donated our service before. Um, We had a child that was wheelchair bound. And so we ended up doing duct work and uh, upsizing their furnace. So that way they could make a wheelchair accessible room on a house for this little girl. And we donated all of our services and materials for it. That's very nice. I'm so glad I'm the one asking the questions because
0: if it was the other way around, I'd be like, ah, bah, 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 internet connection. Ah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? The reason I bring this up is I think it's just a natural, you know, whether you're watching a TV show with two hosts, whether you're listening to a podcast with two hosts, whatever the case may be, you know, if you listen to old comedy, Costello, you always kind of had a favorite. So I am on the fence, am I a Scott fan? Am I a Josh fan? You know, you got to pick one or the other. I just don't want to teeter. So I'm going to let you guys make your case right now. And for the listeners of the podcast to tell us why first, Scott, why you are the much better podcaster and even human being than Josh. I'll let you go first
2: okay well first of all i'm bald so i'm aerodynamic i can run really fast i also am shaped a little bit like a cannonball with short legs which is uh aesthetically pleasing i also drive a Manny van which is a which is it's an acura mdx so it's basically the male version of the minivan and so that obviously has street credibility right there i also have a wizard of oz pinball machine which is uh catering to both genders and uh It certainly is something for the ladies. And so, and I have never tried to walk in high heels, but I bet I could probably do that too. So uh, I can basically appeal to all people just on my uh, ability, my aesthetics and my collection.
0: I'm making notes. Not bad. Josh, what do you got?
1: You know, I'm going to go at a different approach, Jeff. I know that you've been in uh, doing this podcasting thing now for quite some time and you've done with plenty of co-hosts and you know that having a co-host is like a marriage, I will tell you right now, I could not do this without Scott. He is a fantastic man. He's very charitable, and he does a lot behind the scenes. And so you should definitely pick Scott because I'm just the velvet voice. No, not the velvet voice. I am just the loud voice behind everything. And uh, Scott does so much behind the scenes. It's unbelievable. I, I appreciate everything he does. So really, you should pick Scott. Hmm. Not bad cases for both, but uh,
0: Josh, I, I know the game you're playing there. Let's be honest, all right? I mean, <laughs> that kind of passing the buck there, you know, the woe was me thing. Eh, I don't know if I buy that, so uh, Scott may get the vote on that. Scott, you said you could walk in high heels. It's just talk right now. I haven't uh, seen any proof. Uh, you've had time while Josh was talking to throw on a couple of stilettos. You didn't, so there's a big negative there. Um, what else do we know? Well, I do like that Guatemala thing and Scott did pose for a picture in which he actually made a sign that said Jeff Hills for IFPA president. You don't have any idea how many Utah votes I got because of Scott doing that. Although Josh, you do model the loser kid merchandise quite a bit. I think, uh, it makes me wonder if we were to purchase it, if it's going to have your DNA all over it. I am a little concerned about that. Scott, Josh, it's still a tie. I've got one tiebreaker. All right, go for it. Josh, pick a better name, buddy. Scott, you're the winner.
2: <laughs> Whoa, boom. Hey, I've also been to 11 Rush concerts.
1: Boom. Oh, okay. Done. You know what? I'm going to blame this on Josh Sharp because obviously Josh's take seconds.
0: (laughs) Oh, boom. Exactly. Let's be honest. All right. You didn't stand a chance, Josh, but I still like the podcast. I mean, it's just obviously there's the stronger voice and please now market that as the strong Scott with co-host or sidekick or, you know, whatever you want to call (laughs) goofy foil. Josh, just, I would like loser kid to rebrand that way if possible.
2: See, I think, I think next time I need to introduce the podcast and then introduce him as my co-captain. It's probably true.
0: Here, I'm going to give you a quick intro too. Feel free to use it, all right? You're listening to the Loser Kid Podcast with the amazing Scott and Josh. Love it. All right.
1: There you go. <laughs> well, well, the other thing, though, when you were on our show, we tried to rebrand you. Have you been re- rebranding yourself as Jeff, the Velvet Voice, Velvet Voice Teolis?
0: I have not called myself the Velvet Voice. I was flattered by that, I guess, compliment. Uh, it's funny you should say that. Others have said that too. I'm in broadcasting. And when it comes to voices, by far, I have the worst voice of anybody I work with. By far. That you work with, not in the pinball podcasting
2: world. We don't know where you work. Okay. <laughs> That's a good point. That's like saying I'm an ugly movie star.
1: I mean, come on. As <laughs> so long as you're above Steve B- Bumushi, right? Whatever his name is. Bush- Buscemi.
2: <laughs> Buscemi.
1: <laughs> the handsome fellow. What are you talking about? Uh,
0: you know... I really do get a kick out of your show because of, well, the content's amazing. I mean, Keith Elwin, you're like the go-to for the GOAT and uh, him coming on there. My goodness, I think you made Laundry Day actually trend on Twitter when he said, basically, you can make a game out of anything. Laundry Day would be the next game, his third title for Stern. That's got to be fun
1: when you get Keith on there, and he, he certainly likes opening up when he's on Loser Kid. Oh, it's it's fantastic. I like I said at the beginning of this, we started this out as just something fun and we reached out to Keith just saying, Hey, we want you on and she's like, Sure, let's do it. And so (laughs) I was kind of flabbergasted. I wasn't expecting Keith of all people to say yes. And so between Keith and like Eric and Josh Sharp, it's just there's a repertoire of people that have been on our show and it, it, it just kind of I'm humbled every day by it because I just wouldn't have expected people high up in the industry to want to talk to two kids from from Utah. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. And it's basically as Joe Kamikow calls him, the kid, the kid, the goat. And also, and it talks about all the new blood in pinball. It's just fun to be part of that new blood, certainly not to the level of a lot of other people. We just felt very honored that when we reach out, people will talk to us. Uh, we do tend to be on, on the positive side. Uh, it just makes it more fun in life when you focus on the positive, I feel. And so I've just had a great time. I'm Disappointed that we weren't able to go out to the Texas Pinball Festival, but as we all know, uh, life uh, takes precedence over pinball, and certainly uh, it was the safe thing for us to to not go out there and for them to cancel the show, but we are looking for uh, next year, and it should be a, a great show coming up, and I can't make it to Pinburg this year, but I'm certainly looking forward to again watching the excellent coverage online.
0: Yeah, I think we're certainly all disappointed that Texas Pinball Festival rightly so had to be canceled for this year. And I actually made a post on Tilt Forums. There's a long list of places. Barcades, if you will, operators that are gonna be probably looking for a little bit of help. So if you go on Tilt Forums, you'll find that thread. It's actually a wiki now and that you can add to it and the links, and it's a way for people to help out uh, some of these great events and certainly great local places too. So I think that's important you have a look at that. You mentioned TPF. You know, one of the things I was looking forward to was obviously the release of the new Deep Root game and whatever else was coming out from Deep Root. You had Robert Mueller on, that was a,
2: a great interview. What are your thoughts about Deep Root and Robert? And uh, do you share that excitement? So it was great because it actually had some well-thought-out responses to him. He wasn't uh, shooting from the hip, which was really great. I've always been a big fan of, one, his enthusiasm. And absolutely, he has probably been burned a few times by some bravado and trying to uh, hype up the sales. However, as I've said before, he's done things that no one else has done. He's put up his own money. Uh, he took J-Pop from the scrap heap and actually paid J-Pop's debts, which again is above and beyond. When he was trying to do the Deep Root reveal, he was paying for people to stay in hotels and to host them at this event. And so he's all in. So I'm really excited to see what he's doing because we know that the business is hard enough if you are not passionate about it. And so for him to bring the passion and to really want to elevate and change the game, the last time we saw this was with Jersey Jack trying to change the game with Wizard of Oz because once Wizard of Oz came out, it pushed Stern to greater heights and to explore different things things. And so I'm looking for another infusion like that into pinball, where you're getting a relative newcomer coming in and being able to tell
1: us, hey, you guys haven't thought of this. Let's do it. Back to your question, Jeff, too. I'm really excited for DeepRoot. I'm excited for honestly any company willing to make pinball and try to make a name for themselves in this industry. It kind of bothers me when people go on the forums and stuff like that and try to tear down these efforts. I know that DeepRoot hasn't put anything physically out yet for for the main public to try besides the test run of Raza. But how could you not be excited for them? They've got the developers, they've got the talent. I mean, there's just so many right things with Deep Root. All we need is to see the machines now. And yeah, he's had a lot of bravado in the past and set up some pretty brash things, but you've got to do some that do that sometimes. And so, like Scott said, like we're, we're very positive guys and I'm just excited for more pinball always because that means that the, there's room for it to grow here and we always want growth in pinball.
0: I agree about the positivity, and I certainly try to relay that on this program. I also allow people to say whatever they want on this show, and uh, it can be from one end of the spectrum to the other. And as long as it isn't something, you know, hateful or anything like that, you know, opinions certainly welcome. It's interesting that you do have such a positive show, which is one of the reasons I like Loser Kid. But I did see one of the funniest posts on your Facebook page when you asked, All right, what is the worst? possible theme for a pinball machine you got some crazy answers let's not go over the answers right now but scott what would your worst theme be and you too josh
2: oh well i was the one who posted a colonoscopy a center to your core <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: got to be a lower play field for sure
2: oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> with a bidet obviously exactly all right josh
1: honestly i, I don't know someone posted um like c-span or like congress the pinball machine i think that'd be terrible if i had to sit through even five minutes at that i just i don't think that'd be an enjoyable theme at all
0: it's probably a recent title but i don't think anyone would disagree cats the musical the pinball machine would be horrible
1: (laughs) yes i totally agree there's so many themes out there that i just don't think would integrate well with pinball but i just i guess i haven't put much thought into it the problem is is when we posted that we knew keith was coming on so it was kind of like a we wanted answers without people knowing that keith was coming on kind of like a under the under the rug thing.
0: Very tricky. Don't worry, I do that same kind of research too. And <laughs> once did a post, I said, what are the things you don't like about tournaments or formats or things like that? 372 responses. Oof. And Marty and I kind of tackle that on our final round pinball podcast. And it's funny. I mean, there's some good suggestions and I think actually some changes in the IFPA may come from it. So we'll see. Guys, it's been a pleasure to have you on Pinball Profile. I know I'll be listening to Loser Kid Podcast, and I'm sure I'll be seeing a lot of people
1: wear your incredible merchandise and where can they get that merchandise. You can contact us through Loser Kid Pinball Podcast on Facebook or Loser kid Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. And these shirts are so soft, it's like Scott's snuggling you to sleep every night. Okay, that's creepy. Uh,
0: but <laughs> And throwing you in the back of the man van. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, when we started doing this, I didn't want to make anything that people weren't going to wear. And so I said, make sure it's the best quality hats, the best quality shirts. And so that way, that way, when people wear them, they're going to wear them. If you get the $5 throwaway t-shirt, you're not going to wear it again. But if you actually get one that is comfortable, that's soft and the hats are good quality, then people are going to wear them over and over again. And so that's my attitude is don't do it unless it's comfortable.
0: You guys are wonderful. I appreciate everything you do. Let me just give you one merchandise tip and hopefully no one's listening to this podcast right now so that you guys can steal this. You can trademark it. I've seen the hats. I've seen the toques. Very good, especially here in Canada where it's cold. You know the one part of the market you missed? Which is that? Underwear. I'm going to give this to you, all right? And you can just, I'm sure it'll sell millions. The loser kid, Dicky. Oh, yes. Go ahead.
1: Love it. <laughs> Putting it on the map.
0: That would be awesome. Boys, all the best. I look forward to the next episode of Loser Kid Podcast, and you can too. Scott, Josh, thank you very much. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook, also Twitter, and Instagram at Pinball Profile. But go to pinballprofile.com. Get your new feeds so that you can continue to get this program and hear maybe you on the next episode. Also, email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. I'm Jeff Teolis.
2: So alright